1: Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters. Mm-hmm. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Grace, and along with Andrea Adams-Miller, we are the hosts of Leverage Masters. How are you today, Andrea?
0: I am absolutely hunky-dory and super excited about our guest today. She's adorable. <laughs> well, you'll have I think- to fill us in. <laughs> well, we, uh, we call her Linda Sunshine West. And I love that because I also am called uh, Sunshine at times in my world. She's the founder of Living Live Incorporated and the founder of Women Taking Action or Women Action Takers Mastermind Symposium and Summit by Living Live. She grew up in a volatile, physical, verbal, abusive household with an alcoholic situation, and she married someone just like her dad, like so many women do. And her voice was stifled for way too long. It left her feeling suppressed, ignored, and judged and literally shut her down. By age 51, she found a life coach who helped her discover that she had value, amazing value, and it was time for her to share her voice and speak out loud. In doing so, she was met with praise, recognition, and acknowledgement and it gets better every day. And That led her to creating the Women Action Takers Mastermind Accountability Program, helping women entrepreneurs 2X and 3X their businesses get on stages to speak, interview stars on the red carpet making tv and podcast appearances and creating her own show living live now that she's discovered her value and shares her voice she's on a mission to help five million five million female entrepreneurs do the same
2: and there's
0: something out there for all of us so linda we're so glad to have you here where we are living live with you
2: thank you so much i'm excited to be here and i i forgot how awesome i am i just (laughs) came back I know
0: it's fun to hear what people talk about us, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, well, I've done that. That's
2: cool. It's been a journey, that's for sure. It's been a journey. Boy.
0: Well, you know, um, you've got something in common with both of us, you know, um, uh, Gina and I uh, both consult with other people and help them, you know, get stages and help them JV and do really cool things and participate in a lot of masterminds. And, uh, you know, I really would like to hear more about, you know, the transition from you. You know, what is it that your coach was able to say that allowed you to see who you were and let go of your past so that you could see your future as you are?
2: Oh, great, great question. Thank you for asking that. Wow. Um, when I first, first I'll share the story of how I even met my coach. I didn't know her. And I was on Facebook one day and this post came up in a private group I belonged to. And it said, I was a life coach for 20 years. I took five years off and I'm ready to get back into it. I'm looking for five women who want to change their life. And I knew she was talking to me and I just jumped for it. Because at that, at that point in my life, which was I was age 51, it was five years ago. It was actually August, five years ago, exactly. And um, I jumped at that, which was something I never did before because I had so many fears in my life. And something about that message was talking to me, saying you need to do something different. Figure this out. By that time, I had had 49 jobs. So I was used to change, but I was always like running away from something. And by hiring her, she just asked me the right questions every week. I hated her every week. And then by the end of the week, I loved her because the questions she asked me were questions that I observed throughout my life on a weekly basis. And every week I was changing drastically. And I know that because people would tell me, you are so different this week than last week. So I went through five months of working with her, her asking me these really hard questions, observational questions for me to dig deep into myself and discover who I am. And it was after the five-month period that I finally discovered that I had value. I had lived 51 years not even knowing I had any value. Like, why am I here? What, you know, what's my purpose here? There's no reason for me to be here. I'm not helping anybody. I'm of no value. That was what I thought because that's what my dad and my first husband told me, and I believed them for decades. So she unlocked that little sliver, like I needed that little bit of sunlight to come in to see that, wow, you have value. Now it's time for me to go on the path and discover what to do with that value and how to insert it into my life and, and hopefully be able to add value to other people's lives as well. And so that's really how the journey started for me.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that because, um, you know, I'm I'm meeting so many people, both women and men, who um, it, it's actually kind of ironically funny. I I'm, was in the process of making a meme, <laughs> a little quote box thing, picture, mm-hmm. and, and it says, if you really want to know somebody, then see them as their possible future. To see them as anything less is seeing them only from their past the lesser version oh. of themselves. And so I have a picture that my friend took of me in the Las Vegas desert, and there's a picture of me blown up and then a little picture of me small and in the corner. Um, so that's mm. ironic that, you know, we're talking about this all at the same time. Uh, uh, Gina, go ahead and chime in too. I'm, I'm sure uh, you definitely found a difference in yourself and, and having a voice when um, you overcame your health challenge. Uh, Gina, at one time, for those of you who haven't heard the show before, or just meeting her, um, uh, was uh, bedridden for years after a tragic accident and mm. um, and and found her voice again, I'm assuming, <laughs> when she finally uh, was able to be up and around and with, uh, a, with a recent divorce. Like you are finding yourself too, aren't you, Gina?
1: Actually, I didn't lose my voice when I overcame the death sentence. But the divorce, oh, boy. <laughs> Oh boy, and I am still very much finding my voice. Divorce is Mm. still relatively recent. It was a 26 year long marriage. Wow.
0: Yeah. So what advice do you have
1: have for women, Linda, who you know are going through major transition and are looking to find their why and their voice again? Um,
2: Well, you know, actually, what ended up happening is after the five months of working with my life coach, which you know, again, that was like the start of, oh, wow, I have value. It's time for me to do something with that, start raising my voice. And what I ended up doing is in on January 1st of 2015, I don't do New Year's resolutions because I break them all the time, right? I've never, like, finished a New Year's resolution. So I don't do that. But that year, there was something different. Like, my life had changed so drastically, and within that five-month period of time, That I woke up January 1st, 2015, and I asked, I said to myself, I got to do something different this year because I'm on this transformational path, this journey, totally changing my life. I'm becoming a totally different person. And I decided I was going to face a fear every day because I had so many fears. So every morning in 2015, the first thing I would do when I woke up is ask myself, What scares me? And then I would lay there in bed waiting until the answer came. Whatever was the very, very first thing that popped into my head, I was committed that entire year to do whatever that was. And that path that I took, that journey, ended up helping me to, to share my voice. So first I discovered I had value, but now it was time for me to share my voice because maybe it was something so simple as going to a networking meeting and actually talking to somebody. I had fear of talking to people. So for me to go to a networking event, I would walk in. I would walk in the back. I would sit down, put my face in my phone, and not talk to anybody. But maybe that morning it was like, today you're going to go to a networking event and you're going to talk to somebody. And that was the first expression of sharing my voice, just one-on-one with somebody. And then it turned into, okay, I'm going to say something in front of the whole crowd, and then getting on a stage. And it, so it was a progre- progression of different uh, challenges that I faced every single day that gave me this confidence to actually speak my voice. And I remember one day I, was, um, I had this pleasure and honor of sitting with Les Brown for a couple hours, just him and I, one-on-one. And he listened to my story. And he, um, as I was telling him my story, I told him how when I was five years old, I ran away and I was gone for an entire week. And he asked me this question that really got me thinking, and this is what helped me to discover something about myself that had been locked up for decades. And he said, you ran away and you were gone for a week at five years old. I said, yeah. He goes, why would you run away? And I said, well, I was tired of it. I was tired of the fighting and the yelling and the the hitting and, and all this stuff. So I just ran away. He goes, no, 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 hold on. You saw that for five years. What was different about that one day? That one day made you decide to actually run away and be gone for all intents and purposes. As a five-year-old, I was planning on being gone forever. And I recognized that what it was is that day was the day that I finally gained up the confidence and the bravery to actually leave my family. And that was me showing how, how brave I am. So then what happened was a week later... My mom, my mom knew where I was. I was at the neighbor's house, um, but I didn't know she knew where I was. But she calls up the neighbor and she says, Linda's been gone long enough. You can send her home now. So I came home. After being gone a week, I had my tail between my legs. I was scared because there was so much fear in my household. And that was the day that I shut down. That was the day that my strength and my courage that I had to run away dissipated. And I started to shrivel into this, this person who had so many fears. And so what I've discovered on this journey of self-discovery is that I'm actually now, at age 56, I'm remembering who I used to be. As you were saying, Andrea, your meme, right? So who I used to be was a strong, brave, young little girl. And I'm remembering now at 56 that that's who I used to be, and I'm ready to be her again. So I'm stepping up into who I used to be. And that's really what's been, um, this journey for me has been absolutely amazing. And some of the things I've done are things I never would have imagined. They were never even on my radar because that was for those people, those smart people, those brave people, those pretty people. Everything was for those people, not for me. But now I'm becoming one of those people. Because I admire those people, why don't I want to be like them and do the things they're doing? And so I'm doing it. What
1: an awesome story! Thank you so much for sharing. Go ahead, Andrea. Thank you. Oh, well, it's funny
0: because I I met I met you, Linda, um, uh-huh. in 2015. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think that's when I met you, and um, my observation of you was not that you didn't have a voice or that you were shy, but I Mm -hmm. actually thought that um, I, well, I wouldn't have used these words. However, I recently interviewed my mom for a book, and she said that she was so shy and everybody thought she was stuck up because she wouldn't talk to them.
1: And Mm -hmm. when I
0: was hearing you talk, I was like, oh, my goodness. I didn't think you were stuck up, but I didn't think that you thought I was worth your time to talk to me. Oh, wow! Oh Wow, wow. That's
2: funny. wow. very See, that's ironically, so interesting funny because the reality, Andrea, I was scared of you. <laughs> so that, that was the reality because you were con- you are you're a very confident woman, you're out there, and I'm like, so I was scared of you. I was envious and scared at the same time. And so one thing I've discovered too, is that oftentimes people that we think are stuck up are actually just shy, and I was one of them. I'm still shy. But I put myself out there. That's the difference of how I am now and of how I used to be. And I realized that I was judging people so much based on my own inadequacies, my own uh, fears. My, I was judging people based on my own stuff. And once I started to gain confidence and um, believe in myself and put myself out there and share my voice, and these, these things all led to me realizing that I was judging others for the things that I'm now doing and judgment is it's like the biggest fear that we have they say that the biggest fear is of speaking on stage I don't believe that I believe that the biggest fear is what people might judge us for while we're on stage so judgment is the biggest fear and I realized that I was judging so much that I had to stop doing that and I had to look at people differently and look at the, the confident women say, wow, look at how awesome she is, instead of saying, look at her, she's out there doing all this stuff. She's bragging. You know, I used to think that all the time. And so now it's, I've just switched my, my way of thinking and just loving people for who they are.
0: that is uh an amazing perspective that you were able to have for yourself and 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 thank you for that feedback as well i have learned over the last uh, two years that um people are are uh, like like my i most desire to give people love and want everyone to feel included because i was an only child and felt very alone Mm -hmm. and um because of my confidence um it's like too much for some people and they feel overwhelmed and actually do not like me or afraid of me and see me as too much you know too big too bold too much and it's not and and then I tried for the last year being the opposite and then I felt like less than disempowered and nothing (laughs) yeah so I being able so I've decided okay that didn't work for me I need to step back into who I was and just Mm -hmm. remember to be a little more um, open to the fact that some and then if I see something in someone where they I see that shift or that discomfort to address them and talk to them so that they can see um, a side of me that their perception isn't allowing in the moment and then and accept the fact that there are just some people who are not going to like me no matter what
2: Yes, yes, yeah, and I love that yeah. because it is—it's about us um, listening to others, right? So when I when I meet people, I I try to step into that place of I'm here to hear them. I I want them to be seen and be heard, and because I was not seen and heard for some long, so many decades, so when I meet people, I might feel this sense of oh, they're too shy. I don't want to talk to them because I'm shy. So getting two shy people together—that's a really difficult, you know, thing to do. But then if somebody um, is more, like, boisterous and and outgoing, instead of me being intimidated by them, walk up to them and talk to them. So I challenge myself to do this all the time because that's when I get to know the person, not the perception. And it changes the way I communicate with people. Beautiful. Beautiful.
0: Uh, Gina, I don't want to step on you as
1: well. I want Gina to have a voice. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. We've got some weird barge sitting in front of my condo today, and it's making all kinds of noise, so I'm going to keep <laughs> continuing to mute, because you guys don't want to have to listen to them. It sounds like some sort of a drilling rig. Weird. <laughs> I live on the 23rd <laughs> floor, and I'm built in a river, so we get weird stuff happening on our river all the time, and I'm outside. Oh, but, cool. Oh,
0: that's funny to be that far up and to see it. Well, I guess it wants a voice today.
1: (laughs) Apparently
0: it does. Yeah. Linda, why don't you share with us, too, um, what was happening with your mastermind? Because if I understand correctly from uh, my experience with you, it's online.
2: Yeah, it's all online. Um, And I did that because I wanted to be able to include people who live in different places and you know, a mastermind, for those who don't know, is it's really like a collective of two or more people who have a common um, interest or a common result they want to achieve. So with my mastermind, they're all entrepreneurial women. I do have all women in my program, and I'll explain why in just a second. But having entrepreneurial women, so they're they are not all doing the same thing, but they all have a common goal, and that's to be successful in their business. So we help them to you know find pathways that will get them to having the success that they want. And, you know, Andrea, I've been involved in a lot of masterminds throughout the last four and a half, five or five years you know, on this journey that I've been on and um, they've all been co-ed, which is awesome. I love men. I think men are amazing. I've learned a lot from the men in my life, especially the ones I've been in my life recently that are more like positive change makers, you know, people who are really changing the planet and it's been amazing. But what I discovered is that when women get together, they are more likely to share more vulnerably and to be more authentic and open. And then when we share vulnerably, it invites others to share vulnerably. And um, when I first started this mastermind, All Women, I was kind of scared to do an all-women mastermind because I didn't want men to think, oh, she's excluding us and and all of this stuff. But I found out that the women um, just have such more intimate conversations and they open up about things in their personal lives as well as their business life. And so that's the beauty of this mastermind being all women is that we get together. Um, There's breakthroughs almost every single session because we're just opening up from our heart and sharing, you know, challenges that we're having in our personal lives and business lives and, and uh, just, you know, watching the women grow, on a like monthly basis has been absolutely incredible. I love it.
0: I'm I'm glad to hear that. I I do know that at one point you were, um, getting, um, almost like you were on a mastermind all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Oh, uh, which is which awesome. has been part of my well, growth. You know. Yeah, and so how, how, what did you decide there with that? I knew I went, the last I knew that you were like, oh, this is um, getting to too much, and you were trying to think how you could step away, let someone else manage it, you know, or whatever. What was the deciding
2: decision? <laughs> yeah, so it's not there yet, so I'm, I'm still in the process of uh, building it to the point that it can be managed by somebody else, and then, you know, that's the that's the ultimate goal. Um, but it's I actually started this mastermind four years ago, And I did it for free for three and a half years because I didn't realize how powerful it was. And so I finally launched it as a paid program in just December of uh, 2018. And I have 17 women in the group so far. But you're looking to grow that to a a larger number. um, And it's very manageable. People might say, well, gosh, that's so many people. How do you manage it? But I've been doing it for so long that I know how to manage it and structure it in a way that it works. And so that, that is the ultimate goal is that it grows to the point. I see this program as being a 24-hour-a-day program, seven days a week, where I have other people helping me run it during, during the different hours. And um, it's the way it works is definitely something that can be done. And so I'm excited to grow it to that point. And that's what I'm looking for now.
0: Uh, That's, that's uh, impactful. I know I used to run online support groups for women who had certain disorders uh, for Mm -hmm. multiple years. um, uh, And the uh, ability for them to have uh, connectivity. Uh, Mm -hmm. 24-7 to almost someone always uh, through a community or a chat, and then they had different opportunities to get together and talk, uh, was extremely impactful. And so I see that vision as very possible and very doable for you, and it's just a matter of getting the right people lined up to create that how you want it to look. And that's the cool thing is a lot of times – you know, I have clients who come to me and they're like, oh, I don't know how to do this. And I don't know if it should be this way or be that way. And I'm like, there is no should. It's, you design it how you want it to look. And and then we find the right people to fit what it is that you're creating. Um, you yeah. know, let's and manifest it.
2: <laughs> and, and that's so true. That's a great point. I want to um, talk about that a little bit because during my journey, I discovered that, you know, I was a people pleaser my whole life. I was the yes person. I said yes to everybody except to myself. And as my life coach, here was an interesting observation here. As my life coach would ask me questions, I found myself sitting there searching for the answer she wanted because I had been a people pleaser. That's what I was accustomed to is making sure I answered the way that other people wanted me to answer so that they would like me, so that they wouldn't get mad at me, so that nobody would get hurt because, you know, with my dad. Um, it, there was always a lot of um, there was a repercussion for saying the wrong thing. So I grew up believing that I had to have the right answer all the time. And and it's interesting that that I discovered that because when you said you know like just having how do you want it? how do you want it to look what do you seeing it look like if a person is a people pleaser they might have difficulty answering that question because they think you know what they need to do they think you have the right answer and you want them to tell you what the right answer is so it's just an interesting way of looking at life and um, changing the way we think and just trying to tap into what does linda love what does linda like i had no idea i loved whatever everybody else liked you know it was that was the way i lived
0: Oh, 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 that, yeah, that makes sense to me that you were trying to pull that out. I guess I'm a, i am I was always a people pleaser, but I always knew what I wanted and was, and I was always trying to sneak what I wanted into what other people liked. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, Gina, how about you? What was your, um, you growing up in your uh, world as um, becoming such a awesome woman as you are in business. What was your strategies on how you, you know, were able to show up?
1: Well, I was kind of strange growing up. When I was in the sixth grade, I had a lawn mowing business, a newspaper route that I had other people fulfilling for me, and a babysitting company. And, again, other people were doing the babysitting. I was just getting the clients and managing them. And then I decided to get involved in student government. And at the time I was in a Catholic school, I went to 19 years of Catholic education, so I went to a group called Catholic Association of Student Councils. And at the end of this three-week summer camp, I got elected as what they called a senator by the leaders in the group. Well, senators would travel all around the country teaching school administrators, principals, and other leaders leadership. By the time I was in seventh grade, Jesse Jackson happened to be one of my students. You know, the Reverend Jesse Jackson? Mm -hmm. And in seventh grade, I was a little bit on the board side. So I ran for public office and actually won and got (laughs) served four years and got reelected four years later. So I showed up in a really big way at very young ages. People had no idea I was 12 years old or 13 years old at the time. They thought I was in my 20s or my early 30s sometimes. I was very mature oh, wow. for my age. It really wow. it, it was very weird. I didn't catch up with the person that I was then age-wise for decades. And then I became a lawyer and thought I was going to go on to teach law school at my alma mater, Notre Dame. And then the car accident happened. And I shriveled up like you wouldn't believe in a very short period of time because of the accident. I had 50 operations. I I was very, very sick, almost died in 2005. And it was really sheer willpower. I needed $40,000 a month to pay for my medical bills. Without it, I'd be dead in under 90 days. And I turned to this new world of entrepreneurship online to help me pay for my mounting medical bills. And instantaneously found my new voice as an entrepreneur, not even recognizing how entrepreneurial I had been since grade school. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a struggle for me to find my voice then. Where I really started to struggle finding my voice was really after the divorce, when my husband left me February 2nd of 2016. All of a sudden, I didn't know who I was anymore. My why dissipated, and I had a very specific mission before that. My mission was to touch the life of every person on this planet in a meaningful way, not something I could do on my own something I could do only by working with entrepreneurs, helping them learn how to touch the lives of their people in more meaningful ways so that together we could touch every life on this planet. And it was Mm -hmm. as if the minute Bill walked out the door, that walked out the door too. So the last three and a half years, I've only been divorced for about a year, a little under a year, and the last three and a half years have really been a struggle figuring out Who am I on my own? I haven't been on my own for half of my life at this point. And what do I want to do absent my husband? And I still haven't figured that out. Every single thing that I had written in a 36-page journal of what my vision for life was going to be, it all was based around things he wanted, not things I wanted. And I didn't even realize it until he was gone. Mm. So I'm still trying to figure that out. I know I will.
2: Wow. And how old and are the you? Journey now? Is
1: thanks for sharing that. I just turned 55.
2: Okay. Wow. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. So, thanks for thanks for sharing that cuz that's, that's wow. That's powerful. you were so young to be a leader. And boy, you just mm-hmm. it's so a big time. That's awesome. I really so did you were a leader back then and you were doing all these entrepreneurial things back then without your husband at the time. So I'm wondering if there's a way you can kind of like tap back into that, you know, who you were being at that time and, and see if there's something there for you. Um, If you don't mind, I'd love to give you an exercise that my life coach gave me that helped me. That would be awesome. Okay, cool. So everybody get out a piece of paper. Love interactive. (laughs) Yeah. We're all getting paper out. Everybody. Oh, wait, wait,
0: wait, we'll make the sound effects for paper. Okay.
2: Okay, <laughs> or, your, or your phone. Get your phone out. <laughs> so this exercise um, really helped me to discover who I am, and that sounds like that's the, the challenge you're going through right now is trying to figure that out. Um, because, you know, again, I have been a people pleaser, and, you know, my ex-husband told me on a daily basis, you're stupid and you're ignorant. Everybody li- and nobody likes you because, I'm sorry, people only like you because they feel sorry for you. So these are the things I heard on a daily basis from my first husband, And I believed him. I believed him for decades. Even though my current husband has told me how amazing I am, I still believed those negative words about myself. So my life coach was the one who helped me to discover that he was wrong and that I am smart, I have a voice, I have important things to share. But this one exercise, oh, there's actually two exercises. I'll give you both of them. So this one exercise I did Was She said, I want you to discover who Linda is, not Linda attached to your husband, Linda attached to your job, Linda attached to your kids. I want you to discover who Linda is and what Linda loves. So every time I was doing something and I was like giddy about it, enjoying it, you know, loving it, whether it's petting my dogs, walking on the beach, watching a movie, whatever it was, write it down on the list. Things I love, things I love doing. Maybe it's eating strawberries, you know, in the, in the pool or something. I don't know. Whatever it is, anything you love doing, write your list of your love. And then what you do is, for a week, do at least one of those things every day for at least five minutes. The next week, increase it to 10 minutes. Then increase it to 15 minutes. And you increase your time of the things you love doing just exponentially. So now I'm spending probably about 90% of my life doing the things I absolutely love doing. But they're things I love doing. That that's one a exercise great exercise. Right there,
1: yeah, oh,
2: it changed. It, that was one of the things that that's why I changed so fast. Like People were recognizing that I was changing on a weekly basis. It was that exercise that caused me to become Sunshine, because Andrea, I wasn't always Linda Sunshine West. I got named Sunshine about 2017. There were five different people that I knew from totally different walks of life that didn't know each other that started calling me Sunshine. And so I changed my name to, not officially, but I changed my name to Linda Sunshine West because of that. But it was because of that exercise that had me living in a state of mind of positiveness, of love. Doing things I love on a daily basis for hours at a time now. And living my life. Well, there's for also me.
1: another implication in that exercise. In order to What's do that? that exercise, that also means trying things you may not have done before, or you may not have done for a while to see if you do love them.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. And because I was living my year of fears, right? Every day I would face a new fear. Some of those fears that I had became things I love.
1: That's cool. That's really cool.
2: Yeah, because speaking on stage was something I never, ever, ever imagined I would do or like interviewing stars on a red carpet, right? I do that with Andrea. I never imagined I'd do something like that. But now once I did it, I was like, oh my God, I love this. I have to get on as many red carpets as possible. I have to get on as many stages as possible because I absolutely love it. So I'm incorporating that into... My life as often as possible, doing things I love doing. Yeah, I I love that myself.
1: So, what's the other exercise?
2: Okay, the other exercise is now I did this exercise. She had me do this exercise because I, again, my ex husband told me I was stupid and ignorant and all these things, and I believed that she wanted me to see who I really am. She knew that I wasn't able to see it because I had this block up against myself so she had me contact 10 people and this exercise that you do is you uh, like so let's say example I'm going to call Andrea and I just pick up the phone I say hey Andrea it's Linda my life coach has me is giving me an exercise and do you have a couple minutes and Andrea would say yes and I say okay cool when I walk into a room what shows up and then she would answer if she asks any questions, I say, when I walk into a room, what shows up? That's all you say. Then she gives me some adjectives, this and that, this and that. And then I say, okay, is that all? And she would either come up with more items or she would say, yes, that's all. And I would say, thank you very much. Have a great day. And I hang up. And that's it. You don't give them any, any um, elaboration because you don't want to put anything into their mind. They ask you any questions? You just ask the question again. That helped me to see who I am. That helped me see I'm I'm a pioneer. I'm fearless. I'm kind. I'm loving. I have my words that people gave me, and then I read them on a daily basis. I am this. So these affirmations that I've created are affirmations that other people gave me of what they saw in me. So then... I was able to learn who I really am, and believe that. So now I do believe that I'm a leader. I do believe that I'm a loving soul. I do believe these things because they helped me to see who I really am.
1: Another really powerful exercise: Those seeing yourself two, through other people's eyes. My life.
2: Yeah,
0: yes, I, exactly. I did something like that for a class I was in through Landmark, and uh, we ha- we we they had us take it to a different level, and um, and it was very poignant to hear what other people thought about, you know, who I was and what their. What who they thought other people thought I was and what they thought I was and and how I showed up and to get different people's views and perceptions, and it reminded me of something that I would love for everyone listening to to do or to think about doing in their world, is uh, when I when I used to be a teacher I used to teach uh, college, um, in two different colleges, I would always have my students do a reflection of. Saying positive things about other students in the room, where each person had to stand up, and we would say positive things about them. Of, and mm. and it wasn't supposed to be physical things. It was supposed to be, uh, and we put things on the board. First, we do an exercise where we put all these words on the board, of of what things people stand out for. You know, they're they're bold, they're courageous, they're interesting, they're funny. They, um, you know, just whatever. You know, like so we would come up and fill the entire chalkboard or white board with all these different terms and you usually have like 80 of them or something like that and then we would have Mm -hmm. people come up in the front of the room we'd have them introduce themselves um, again because we'd met them at the beginning of the year when they introduced themselves with no words behind them and then I would have them introduce themselves towards um, middle middle end of the class um, of the year and then People would choose either words that they knew because they were good at words, and people who needed help would choose words from the board that would describe the person in front of them. And not everybody shared every time. We usually got, uh, you know, I would get uh, eight to ten words and then stop, and then we would go to the next person. Well, what I was doing the whole time is I would write all of that down, and then I made business cards and laminated them actually chokes me up to share this. <laughs> so um, yeah. it would say, if ever if, if ever you're in doubt of who you are, this is what your peers think of you. Mm. And it had all the words. And um, I haven't taught for, I don't know, it's, it's probably been uh, 10 years now or something. And I still see students who are scrambling to get their wallets out to show me their card.
2: Oh, wow, um, that, they, oh, cool.
0: that, that means so much to them and um awesome. you know to to know that people do that how important that is to hear that positivity and um and i also do that in like relationships like so i tell people who are in relationships um and i and i do it for my clients i i do it i call it um ter- um um Endearment bombardment and so yeah. I will and and people who might have been in my clients a long time They get it all the time So like if we're in a plane together or we're sitting waiting or we're in traffic or we're waiting to go on stage or something I I say oh hey, I need five minutes and then I just start listing amazing things about them and And if I have more time I say why those things are amazing. So like I'll say um, um, I love that you're patient And, and it's because I remember the one time you were driving and someone else did something and they didn't cross the light at the right time and you waited for them, even though we were in a hurry, that stood out to me as you're one of the most patient men I've ever seen or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I gave him a story to go with that. I remember why I would say this and it really impactfully changes people.
1: I love that. Awesome. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing those exercises with us. Gina, did you have any other feedback that you'd like to share or other questions? I just want
1: to know where people can find Linda.
2: (laughs) Thank you. I'm on uh, livingliveinc.com is my website. And I'm all over Facebook and LinkedIn. I love to connect with people there. I do have a Facebook group, a free Facebook group that I love all the women to join. It's called Women Action Takers. I found that, you know, that's really my brand. It's a, um, you know, one of my mentors, Greg Reed, says, it's the action in the law of attraction that gets you what you want. And it truly is because, you know, people talk about the law of attraction, attract this to you and attract that to you. But if you don't grab it and you don't do anything with it, if you don't take that action, nothing is going to happen. So I've created this group, Women Action Takers. It's the name of my mastermind. And it's also a symposium, Women Action Takers Symposium. April 16th through 18th of 2020 that I'm hoping that you two will be at because it's going to be an absolutely amazing event.
0: Well, we love invitations. There you go. <laughs> You
2: got it right here. And where's it going to be? Oh, thank you. It'll be in San Diego.
0: And that's always a great place I don't know, know if I can make so. it that
1: far, but I will try.
2: Okay, Well, okay. we'll see what we I can do to get Gina there. Yeah, so I don't have the website so, up for that yet, I'm working on all that.
0: Awesome. So we'll we'll tell everybody to uh, keep your ears open, and we'll uh, let people know, and certainly they can follow your Facebook page and get, um, you know, emails from you to let them know how they can continue to okay. show up and, and be present with you. So that would be super fun and awesome. I um, would also like to know, uh, like, so tell us where you're going beyond that symposium, that summit. what what does the future hold for Linda Sunshine West and big voice that you have now?
2: Uh, You know, it's interesting because I made that uh, declaration of of reaching 5 million women, which is a grand number. And I was attending an event uh, recently and it was a coach putting on this event and inspiring, motivating people and stuff. And so he asked people to share their, their vision. And I shared that, that I'm, you know, I see myself uh, empowering and motivating 5 million women. And he was like, that's too many. That's too big of a number. And I was like, what? No, no way. Because, you know, just like Gina said, it's not just me, it's me and the people I touch that are helping right. to inspire and motivate. But one of the visions I have, and this is of me speaking on a stage with 20,000 people in the audience. And I know it's going to happen. And it's about moving them into action, like taking some kind of inspired action, something that's going to change their life for the better. When my mother passed away, um, she told me about the last week of her life. She said, Linda, I have so many regrets. There's so many things I wanted to do and I didn't do. And it was because of my dad. My dad was uh, very restrictive. And she said, live your life with no regrets. And I believe that that no regrets thought for me is what's moving me into these different actions that I'm taking that are helping to motivate, inspire other people to move into action. because I want my dream and hope and, and you know for people is that they can live their life with no regrets. You know stop doing things because you feel obligated and start doing things because you truly want to do them and you want to do the action you're taking. Because it's a choice of yours, whether you're choosing to do for somebody else or do you for yourself, it is your choice. but just make sure that choice that you made is a choice that you don't have regrets over beautiful
0: beautiful <clears throat> i uh I- I, you know, it's, it's awesome that you get to share, you know, a piece of your mom every time that you're, you know, in front of people or you're on a show like this, yeah. because it allows their messages and allows them to live on through other people and for them to leave a legacy that they may not have had the chance while they were living. Uh, so yeah. uh, we certainly want to, I want to acknowledge you and her for that and honor her for sharing that with you, that even though she wasn't able to get away from it completely and, and, and get to, to live the life that she wanted to, that she was able to later in life show you what held her back so that it didn't continue yeah. to hold you. And and this yeah. can change so many other people's lives. We have no idea. Again, you know, like we, um, the Leverage Masters has a, a really great listening audience. We've had months where we've had 10,000 downloads. So, you know, we mm-hmm. have no idea. And we have no idea. Is it right. download for a whole room of people or a car load? You know, we don't know. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. and so the outreach is really, really fun because we don't know where all those show up. Um, you know, and then as things are syndicated and put in other areas and they and as they show up on our Facebook pages, it's pretty exciting. I mean, I, I know I can share uh, you know, like so I I I guess the reason I'm talking is I'm wanting to point out to you that your five million reach is is probably happening already. We just don't have the tangible numbers to confirm it. But ah. um, for example, when this goes on my LinkedIn page, I'm considered the top 1% of connected people on LinkedIn. I have, um, you know, I'm at maxed out at my 30,000 connection people and so forth. And I'm connected with all kinds of amazing people, the kind of people who are now the influencer ones and have a little special color coding. And, I'm connected to all of them. And so when I put stuff up on a page, it, it shows up on other people's stuff. And while there may not always be interaction, we don't get to see who clicks through.
1: Right. right. And
0: where you That's show cool. up. And even if they only see your picture, where do they do they come across you again? Because every time you show up anywhere, you're seeding people with that you're there, you're there, you're there. And then finally, eventually, someday people go, oh, I know her. Well, they don't know you maybe, but right, they think right. they do because you kept showing up in their peripheral vision at some point to pop up in the world. Mm-hmm. And and that's where our digital footprint becomes huge and we don't realize the implications of, of how big our outreach is. It, it's that's it's quite about, amazing.
2: Yeah, you know, The social media and stuff. But you, know, I, I wrote a book after my year of fears, I face the fear every day. I wrote a book called The Year of Fears. And I was attending an event, and this woman come came running over to me, Linda Sunshine, Linda Sunshine." And I'm like, "Am I supposed to know her? I didn't I've never seen her before, you know. And she goes, mm-hmm. "My name's Carrie, and I want to let you know that I read the first fourteen pages of your book, and I faced five fears already because of that. I like, oh my gosh, she is the person I wrote this book for. That's cool. Now I yeah. want to giggle
0: and go, well, hurry up and read the rest, because look what's happened. Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's more fears out there for you to face. <laughs> well, it's so Read awesome the rest. That, like you, see, like you said, I didn't know she downloaded the book. I didn't know she read the book. I never met her, but it's but she did, and it changed something for her, and she shared that with me. But if if she didn't tell me that, I never would have known. Just like you're saying, you don't know who's clicking, who's downloading until they take an action that's letting you know that they did it.
0: Well, and I love that you're really talking about taking action. Uh, That is something that's been a new thing for me um, with some personal development classes I'm taking is we're being reminded every day that regardless of whether you're in tears, whether there's a death, whether you're in pain, uh, whether you're in debt, regardless of what your world could be happening around you, you can still take an action. It's not preventing you from taking an action. You choose not to take an action sometimes based on the way you're feeling. But -hmm. if you could step out of your emotion and take the action anyways, you can do it. Yeah. People do it all the time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because our emotions get in the way, you know, sometimes.
0: I've been really thinking about that, um as of yesterday, I started writing a book about my theater experiences and it and I was talking about being resilient and so forth and and It dawned on me that no no matter what is going on in the world, when you're in a show, you go on stage. Mm -hmm. We had a a gentleman uh, die die this year who um, we loved. He was 86, Ron Dutton. And I remember being in a show with him that he has this long, huge long monologue and he was running late to get for his cue to get on stage. And as he was running up the steps, he somehow knocked his fingers weird on the handrail and broke either his fingers or his hand. And, he ran upstairs, went on, did all of his lines, and at the end of that <laughs> scene someone shakes his hand. We saw his face wincing in horrible pain and then he got to come off and he's like, Can we take the handshake out? You know. And he went to the hospital oh afterwards and was in a cast for the rest of the show. But and and oh. but it's things like that. Like the show must go on and if you take that adage into your life, life must go on you can choose for it not to
2: but if you just take an action it will yeah yeah it's interesting you mentioned the you know the play and everything because uh, I've had times recently see in the past I was too embarrassed to be me I was too embarrassed to really put myself out there and now I'm not anymore so I could be in a crowded room and and do something that I just want to do and not even notice the rest of the crowd is there. And that is when you're awesome. in that place. like It's like you're on your own. We are on our own stage. We are on our own stage. And so if you can, you move into that place where, like, I'm going to allow myself to be me wherever I am. And live that live your, as yourself authentically when you know who you are. I didn't know who I was at the beginning, so I couldn't live authentically. It wasn't until I discovered who I am that I can actually live my life authentically. But if you can do that, no matter where you are, whether you're in, in front of one person, you're by yourself, or you're in a huge crowd and not have fear of judgment, not have fear that people are going to make fun of you and all that stuff, then boy, is that powerful. That is so powerful. Very much so. Very much
0: so. Uh, Gina, how are we doing on time? And do you have anything else that you'd like to share? We've got about
1: nine minutes left.
0: Ooh, awesome. good. We get to make them really good and toasty. And Gina, did you want to add anything more?
1: I can't because it's gonna—it's making too much noise. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Text me what you want to ask her, and I'll squeeze it in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's one of the fun things about, you know, being on a, you know, radio like this, where we get to be, you know, in different places and get to be traveling and attending things at the same time. Um, and mm-hmm. then that's one of the downfalls is we're not in a soundproof room always. And so we have to accommodate the sounds of where we're at. And, uh, and again, that's what makes us leverage masters, right? We leverage what we can and <laughs> we leverage what we don't. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Linda, What has, what has no one asked you that you have always wanted to share?
2: Hmm. Wow. That's a that's a an interesting question because um, this last several years I have shared everything, you know, because I'm I'm very open and not worrying about what people think about me anymore. So it's just changed the way I am, but let's see, maybe, maybe instead of asking me a question, I'll just uh, share that putting, putting myself out there and stepping into like, like we often hear about you step into who you really are and stuff. And I used to think that's just a bunch of BS, you know, that's, that's Mm -hmm. just BS. You know, I am who I am. And I, it took me a while to discover who I actually am. And that exercise is like, what does Linda love? That exercise is really what helped me to see who I am and who I need to be because I need to be me. And um, the journey has been a lot of fun. Well, I guess maybe like what was the scariest thing I did during my year of fears? Um, I, I had so many fears that were just deep rooted fears about, judgment. And a lot of the fears that I did, actually all of the fears, I didn't eat any bugs. I didn't jump out of any planes. I None of my fears were that. They were so much more like just talking to people, having a conversation with somebody, starting a conversation with somebody. One of my favorite fears that, that came up during that year was that um, I had to go to Starbucks and talk to a stranger that was sitting by themselves at their table <laughs> like that. That might seem so simple to some people, but for me, oh, my God, I was sh- trembling. So I got to the Starbucks, and, and I ordered my, my hot chocolate. My hot cho- I drink hot chocolate. And I looked around, and everybody was paired up. There was no singular person. I had to walk up to a single person. So I waited, and I waited, and about 10 minutes later, a guy walks in, and he orders his coffee, and he sits down by himself. And I'm like, oh, no, there he is. Is my opportunity to face this fear. So I walked up to him, and I said, excuse me, sir, I'm facing a fear every day. Today my fear is to talk to a stranger in Starbucks, like that. And I said, so you're my victim of the day. And so I said, do you mind if I have a seat? <laughs> and he just he just looked at me like, uh, okay, go ahead, have a seat. So I sat down. I talked to him for about five minutes, and then I said, Thank you so much for helping me break through this fear. Have a great day. And then I walked out. That was it. But I had to do the fear.
0: I'm so glad that you did that Uh, because I know what your world is going to open up by doing that. Like, so I don't know strangers, I mean, maybe it was because I was an only child, and so I was starved for attention, so I talked to everybody, but Uh I meet so many people in the world, and I literally, if you were to look through my Rolodex, it says, met in the bathroom at the truck stop driving to a conference, you know, met, met, um, that was a woman, by the way, not a man, Um, because I just thought, but that sounded inappropriate almost, Um, you know, met on the airplane from Southwest, from blah, 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 on the way to this conference, and, you know, you know, and and I, I have met the most amazing people, it says, you know, met at the grocery store, <laughs> and I put little misnomers, like, you know, buying, blah, 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 so I remember, oh, I was buying avocados, and that's when I met, you know, Michelle um, at the Kroger, or whatever, because <laughs> That's, That's awesome. I, I I remember things by time and place and 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 event and 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 so then I write about them and I put in notes on who they are and what they've done and I've been able to later go back to them and and connect. In fact, I just heard from a woman. Uh, uh, four days ago, she said, Hey, I'm on an airplane again. I just thought of you. And, and sure enough, you're still in my phone. And uh, my mom is a uh, Mary Kay um, representative and she's been a makeup artist for over 30 years. And mm-hmm. I met a woman who also is, I mean, obviously there's lots of Mary Kay people, but this woman's a director and high up and uh And she just said, hey, I'm just reaching out to say hi. And I said, oh, thanks for saying hi. Now, I just thought about it. My mom's in Dallas right now at the huge, big Mary Kay convention. And so Mm -hmm. I should reach out to that lady right now so her and my mom might be able to meet because they're probably both there. So it's things like that that spark your memory so then you can make connections for people so that they have a a better world, a better community themselves, because I'm all about um, creating community, which certainly you are, because yeah. of your mastermind, yeah. and uh, and we know Gina is. She just can't share it because she'll be out boomed by her barge outside
1: of the door. <laughs> the <laughs> that is barge. one thing I do know about myself is that I am a, definitely a connector. Not <laughs> well, I it. Definitely, Don't me, Gina. Well, and that's why
0: they call you JV Queen. <laughs> JV Queen, you I love
1: know? it. Well, when yeah, it's when funny when, you're when you're I first started. Well, first, so, then let's go ahead and remind everyone of where
2: they're gonna find you, Linda. Okay, you can find me at livingliveinc.com. I'm also on Facebook, Living Live Inc. and Linda with a Y, Sunshine West. Go ahead and send me a friend request. I dumped about 2,000 friends so I can make room for new and better, better and better and cooler people. <laughs> so I'm ready to friend you guys. Wow. So
0: if you're listening to this and you were one of the ones who got dumped, it's time for you to step up because it's not that Linda (laughs) dumped you because you weren't enough. It's that she had moved forward and she couldn't wait around for you. So it's time for you to step up and take action and she'd be happy to have you in her life again, I'm sure
2: right? Definitely. Well, you know, Facebook limits you to only 5,000 and so you there comes a point where you have to clear out some, some people and to make room for it's
1: others.
2: It's frustrating. Yeah. It is. I've it is
1: yeah. to set up a page and, yeah. and, yeah, and, that, have and I have people follow you in both places. Yeah, and I don't Living
0: like just because I want to talk to them on Messenger. I want to know them and talk to them all. And so, yeah, that makes it fun. So we are out yep. of time. Uh, Gina, do you want to do our closing?
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Linda, for being here and sharing all that you've shared. I can't wait to try the exercises. Andrea and I will be back next week, same time, same place. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Thank you so much.